Okay, 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 okay. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, the IKP. I usually don't do back-to-backs, but you know, times are getting crazy out here. NFL free agency, uh, frenzy, uh, a big-time a big time day one. Like, all of the big news came out after my podcast dropped. So, I was thinking, hell, I got to do a back-to-back. I'm about to do a back-to-back. Uh, I catch you guys on the other side after the quick break, but we got a lot to get into. We have a lot to get into, so I just thought I'd give you guys a little back to back. Let's go. Okay, welcome back to another episode, as I already mentioned. Um, a lot of big-time news have gone down since uh, I, I did my podcast yesterday. I did it very early. And like I said, I don't usually, I don't usually do back-to-backs, but I do back-to-backs when, uh, you know, it's time when I'm, uh, um, when I'm called upon. And it was just so many moves transpiring and happening yesterday, so many moving parts. Uh, teams are moving some of their best players to other teams. I had to come on here back-to-back times and talk about this and, you know, break down some of these moves that have been made, um, some of these contracts that have been signed. And then we all know the big news about Tom Brady making his announcement via Instagram, uh, announcing that he will be leaving the Patriots. He would not be a Patriot next year. So, well, I, I have some inside sources. I think I already have a clue where Brady's going to go. But we're going we're gonna to tackle this Brady thing um, first. But we have a lot to get into today, uh, despite the coronavirus and the out the pandemic that it is. Um, with the NFL, the NFL world and NFL news has not stopped itself. Uh, a lot of news, a lot of rumors, a lot of signings and trades have been just swirling around for the last uh, 24 hours, I should say. Um, after I was done with my podcast, I was not able to talk about the DeAndre Hopkins move, um, the Mark Cooper move, the stuff, the Stefan Diggs move. I touched bases on it a little bit. But that was just my synopsis. That was just my synopsis on the situation um, and what I thought those players' future looked like. But then actual moves and acquisitions was made. So we're gonna get into that. We're gonna touch bases on that today. Now with Tom Brady and uh, and the New England Patriots, we all know that. If you don't know the big news, uh, 
Tom Brady is no longer going to be a member of the Patriots. Uh, he's uh, he decided to leave. Uh, he decided to leave the Patriots, and um, I'm really not surprised. Let me tell you guys why I'm not surprised. Well, you guys, if you if you are a re if you're a regular listener, you would know why I am not surprised. I gave you guys. I, I, I mentioned this. We've been we've been talking about this Tom Brady thing ever since the Patriots season ended. We've been talking about this Tom Brady thing, and you know the possibility of him leaving. And then we got the news. So we first got the news. Hey Brady, he's gonna explore free agency. Okay. Then we heard, you know, numerous of uh, news and report and rumors swirling around. Now I'm gonna give you guys an inside scoop and how I look at some of these rumors and news when they come out. I'm going to give you that just in a second. But you guys should not be surprised. I know a lot of people are surprised. You know, I, I told you guys, I would not be surprised if Brady left. I gave you guys, now, I did talk about the possibility of him uh, joining the Cowboys, the Chargers, uh, the Titans. Uh, now, we know, obviously, it looks like, the, you know, obviously the Titans are not going to go after Brady. They, they, a, new, a report came out saying that they are not, they are no longer interested. Uh, they, they, they are not, they're not interested in Brady. Um, the Cowboys, they franchise tag Dak, so I don't, I don't think they will go after Brady. But then the Chargers have been the, the it's, it's the, it's the long, it's the, it's the team that makes the most sense to me. I thought the Cowboys and the Chargers made the most sense to me. Um, the Chargers are not really the the only thing that was missing for the Chargers. The Chargers are not really the brand that the Cowboys are around the NFL. But the Chargers have all they have weapons. Uh, they're in a great market in LA. Uh, they got a they not they don't have a they don't have a championship winning coach. But Anthony Lennon is not a bad coach. He's a he's a good coach. The you know the Chargers went twelve and four. They went twelve and four last year. I mean the year before last they went eleven and five, twelve and four. They were a really good team last year, and they have a lot of good players on both sides of the ball. And they're a very young team. Their stars, most of their stars, are very young. So that I think that 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 I, th I mentioned the Cowboys and the Chargers bring being an ideal situation. And you guys should not be. You, you, you shouldn't be surprised by this. You know, I know some people like, ah, oh, I just never imagined Brady going to another team. We say that we, we say that with all we say that with all the all-time greats. We said that with Jordan. Jordan ended his his career with the Wizards. We said that with Joe Montana. Joe Montana ended his career with the Chiefs. So we we see it in sports all the time where all-time greats don't always stay in one place. They don't always remain with one team. Even though it's like, oh, can you really see Brady in a different uniform? I was telling you guys, yeah. Yeah. I, I know it might sound crazy. I know at, at the time it might have sound crazy, but yeah, I could I, I could very well see that. Um the NFL parody league, but I told you guys, I, I, I continually tell you guys, I said, don't be surprised if a move like, if, if Brady is not the quarterback of the Patriots next year. I, I've said that. I, I, I've said that. I've said that. And I continue to say that. I've said that. But we always see this in sports where all-time greats, we just think all-time greats is going to finish off with that one team. You know, we always thought... You know, people thought that Joe Montana was going to finish out with the 49ers. People thought that 
Michael Jordan was going to finish his career in Chicago. It didn't don't doesn't always happen like that. And the next thing with Brady is so basically, let me well let me touch thing let me touch basis on this on the rumors and the news. You can tell like news with the Patriots. I I I, I said this um, earlier during the football season. I said it is it. it I, Throughout all the years of this Patriots dynasty, news doesn't get out. Everything is indoors with the Patriots. You know, other teams like the Cowboys, news gets out every day. News is reported every day because they're the Cowboys. But with the Patriots dynasty, under Brady and Belichick, news did not get out. But we saw some leaks throughout the last year and a half. We have seen... Numerous of leaks of Brady's and Belichick's relationship, Brady's future um, in, in New England, Garoppolo and, you know, Belichick's plan in the future of New England. We have seen numerous of stories and reports and rumors come out. And I always say, I, 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 you know, I've learned this. News gets out. It, news just don't get out accidentally. News gets out. These type of rumors and news gets out. Uh, they they get out. They get out purposely. It's to gain leverage. Um, and, and I can show you examples of this in this same situation with Brady. You know, Brady. You know, the Brady comes out and says, "Hey, um, you know, well, there's there's a report that came out this morning. Where I, I think it was it was after Brady made his his decision." But it was a report that came out this morning, and it said uh, the Chargers and the Buccaneers are offering uh, Brady $30 plus million dollars. Okay? You know, Chargers and Buccaneers. That is a, that is, that, that is a leak. That is a, that is a report. That is a rumor that came from Brady's camp. Gain leverage. That, that is a rumor that, that came from Brady's camp. You know... You can always tell when a went on TV, especially on TV and entertainment. You can always tell when somebody's contract is approaching the end, um, or somebody's contract is about to expire. You can always tell in television because news and reports come out about this about this person's contract that's about to extend. News reports, you know, the news come out and rumors come out and say, "Hey, so and so is." You know he's 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 getting offered ten million dollars a year from ABC, and then the contract gets done. Like no, that that comes out of that comes out of somebody's camp. That comes out of somebody's camp. It's to gain leverage in negotiations. I'm sure you older folks, you adults, you do so when you're negotiating your salary with your boss. You have th- you have a list of things that you want. Now, obviously, and realistically, in the contract negotiations, you don't get everything you want. But you walk out of that room and you're like, "Yeah, I, I, I got most of the things that I want. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with the deal." And your boss, he gives you most of the things that you want. You don't get all the things you want, but your boss, you know, he, he compromises with you. And when, 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 when they're in that room and you leave. They're saying, yeah, we didn't screw over him, but it's a pretty good deal for on outsiders as well. So 
that that's that that with this news and with the certain news and rumors that have came out um about Brady and the Patriots, you can all you can you can you can already tell what camp leaks what. You can already tell what individual leaked what. Um with the Patriots with Brady. Brady throughout this um process before he mentioned before he announced his decision his decision about leaving New England all types of news and rumors. I'm talking about, oh, there uh, a lot of teams are lining up to for Brady. A lot of teams are preparing to pay Brady. That that those type of new those type of rumors come out of Brady's camp. It's to gain leverage, and New England in New England has done so as well. New England has put out pur- purpose. They have put out purposely. Rumors, news, and reports about how you know they 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 they're trying to move on from Brady and such. They put that out purposely. They're putting these things out purposely, especially with Brady, especially on Brady's side in Brady's camp. They're putting this news out purposely um, to to gain leverage in in negotiations. Now, now that we're off that part. The big thing with this is, so people are like, why, why, Ross Brady leaving New England? He's been there for twenty years. He's won six titles. He's been to nine Super Bowls. Well, with Belichick, if you, we all know this, but with Bill Belichick, there is, you know, the New England way. There is the New England way. Brady, Belichick usually with his older players, with his older players that have value, that's decent. He usually gets rid of them before he usually gets rid of them or move them away before it's too early. He moves them away too early before it's too late. And he he tried to do the same instance with Brady. Just because it's Tom Brady, the method and the in the program and the rules does not change with Bill Belichick just because it's Brady. Brady, uh a few years back, you guys remember, Belichick had Garoppolo. Garoppolo was traded to the 49ers. Brady, chain of command. Brady skips over chain of command, goes to Robert Kraft, says, hey, you, you got to move this kid. They moved Jimmy Garoppolo. That was, supposed to be Jim, that was supposed to be Tom Brady's secession plan. That was what Bill Belichick was lining up and aiming for. We've talked about this on multiple occasions on this platform. We have talked about this. Um, also, Brady being under being severely underpaid for practically the last decade. Brady's been taking pay cuts and being underpaid um, for the betterment of the team and trusting that New England and Bill Belichick will put the right pieces around him for them to continuously win Super Bowls. Um, we all know the story last year. Brady and the weapons were not good. Uh, the, I mean, the Brady and the weapons that he was provided were not good. They had, he had young and rookie receivers who he was trying to, you know, teach them the, the system. You bring in guys like Muhammad Sanu and Antonio Brown who are there momentarily. But you know they their their own problems have you know popped up. Josh Gordon as well. They 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 had their own problems, and uh, you know Rob Gronkowski he retires. But 
the long the, the 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 only weapon that he had was Julian Edelman this year, and Edelman at times looked slow and older and was often banged up. And Brady said, "Okay, either you guys gonna pay me top dollar, I get paid like I'm supposed to, or." Give me some more weapons. Give me some more weapons. And the Patriots, you know, there's been multiple receivers so far in this free agency that have been moved, and the Patriots haven't gone after one. The Patriots haven't gone after a receiver in free agency. They haven't traded for a receiver. They haven't added to none of their they haven't added to none of their weapons on offense. Uh, New England, I think if if I'm if my memory serves me correct, New England was the oldest team in the league last year, and it showed because it showed in their offense they were old, slow, uh, and that's what the Patriots that's what the Patriots system has been. But Brady's like they had no downfield threats, they had no guys that can break and gain separation. Um, not a lot of the I mean. Majority of receiving core that Brady had didn't know the system and was very young. And as we all know, Father Time is undefeated. And Brady is like, we need more weapons. We need more of this. We need more of a running game. Give me a better O-line. And the Patriots so far this doing this off during the free agency period, these last two-ish days, these last two days, uh, they have been inept to make moves. Uh, um, I, during the season, I talked about how the Saints have provided Drew Brees with a lot of talent. We went, we went over the last four drafts uh, between the Saints and the Patriots. And on the Saints, they have drafted literally five to six all-pro guys. And they have several pro bowlers that they have drafted in the last four years. They, they, that, that is what the Saints have done with their draft picks, and we compared it to Brady and the we, we compared it to Brady and the Patriots, and all they drafted was Jacoby Brissett and Sony Michelle, Joe Thune, and um those are the guys that they have drafted. Those are the guys that have drafted. And it, it, it's it, it's pretty it's pretty bad. It, it's it's pretty bad because you know the Saints have provided you brief Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, uh, Ryan Ramchek, uh, I mean O line, Marshawn Lattimore in defense. They have displaced Drew Brees around good talented players, young talented players who are cheap. <clears throat> New England has not done the same. New England has gave Belichick. I mean, they've gave Brady, Sonny Michelle. That's it. That's it. That's the only. That is the only productive player in the last four drafts that the that the Patriots have drafted. Um, and Isaiah Wind. Those are the only players that they have drafted that have been productive in the last four years. New Orleans have drafted all pros. We talked about we went over that during the season, so so we we with the we I, I kind of seen this bound to happen. Brady's frustrated, and we saw that frustration throughout the year. Um, we saw some uncharacteristic uh, 
moments from Tom Brady uh, doing on the sidelines this year where he seemed frustrated. We've seen some bad games offensively where the defense single the defense and the special teams single handedly uh, won the game and carried the Patriots to those wins. So it was just a rough year for Brady. And some people, like you know, some media people, some media, some of the media is going to be like some some of the media after this after the season was over was saying, "Hey, Brady fell off a cliff." Max Kellerman uh, fell off a cliff. They, they they said that Brady fell off a cliff. I didn't think he fell off a cliff. Cliff. I think Brady didn't have the weapons that the, the represent weapons around him to really. Uh, to really perform. I didn't think he had that. I mean, these were below average weapons. Didn't know the system very well. Couldn't break open. And I thought this was bound to happen in free agency once Brady uh, announced that he was going to go into free agency. I, I almost figured it was bound to happen because there's so many other teams out there that are loaded and are missing a quarterback. And all they need is a quarterback to get over the hump. Uh, this is going to be interesting to see. But I'll be back to talk about and break down some more news that has transpired over the last 24-ish hours. So welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, we got, we, we got, we still mean. You thought that was a lot with Brady and big news. We got some things we're gonna touch. Um, still got some things we're gonna touch bases on. I, you know, who I feel bad for. <laughs> I mean, as far as like the sports world and the leagues, you know, who I really feel bad for. I feel bad for MLB and baseball. I feel bad. I, I just feel bad because nobody is talking about it. Um, like even with the NBA being suspended, like people are still curious to know what the players are doing. You know, people are still interested and fascinated. You know, is the regular season going to continue, and then what the what is postseason play going to look like, and how far is going to get extended? And you know, we just don't care anything about baseball. <laughs> I, I find it. I don't find it. I mean, I find it funny. I mean, we we. <laughs> And then we have, you know, the NBA playoffs could possibly be extended all the way out to August. And then baseball is still in the, just in the middle, in the midst of that. Then we got NFL season coming back during that time. So it's just like baseball is just not going to catch a break. And it's bad timing. But with NFL, we got a lot of news to get into. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Cardinals. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Cardinals yesterday. Uh, we I, I talked a little bit about about the Texans and how uh, the future it doesn't look too bright for them um, as far as like them drafting and them filling holes um, in their team. Now I, you can you, now I know a lot of people went crazy yesterday when they saw DeAndre Hopkins 
was traded to the Cardinals and for, for in exchange for David Johnson and some picks. Mind you, this is my pro- now. This is my problem with Houston. When when we when, we, when we're talking about like playoff, when we when we when we had our playoff talks, or when we continuously have our playoff talks, and what we think the AFC is going to look like um, in the next year for the foreseeable future, when we bring up the Texans, I I, I I have a question mark, and it's not necessarily based on the talent. Because I like Deshaun Watson, and I do like their talent at skilled positions, such as the receiver position. But my my biggest thing with the Texans is Bill O'Brien. Now, I can't criticize the man much uh, as far as the coach, because, you, because the Texans, they continuously win 10, 11 games on a yearly basis and continuously get to the playoffs and win their division. They continuously, they do that on the year out. Yeah, they've been doing that for the last four, three, four years. So I can't get on the guy. I can't criticize him as a coach. Even though I think um, life could be easier for Deshaun Watson, uh, I think he, I think often these last few years, often he, uh, the, the, the Texans have relied on him too much uh, for him to make the big play too much. Um, and sometimes that doesn't always work out in his or the Texans favor. But this and that was my hope that that was my whole real spill about Deshaun Watson's development. Can Deshaun Watson make the development from, you know, uh the from being Superman and trying to make the superhero type plays and can he and when it's time when that when it's when that's needed, make those plays. But when it's not needed, go be be Clark Kent. And that was my whole situation and problem. Now, I mentioned Bill O'Brien. He's not only the head coach, but he is the GM. He is making all the football moves and the decisions. I've already mentioned, I can't criticize him as a coach, but as a GM, as a guy, as a, you know, as a guy that has the position of making all of the personnel moves, as in terms when it comes to football moves and decisions, he has not done a great job at that. And I think this is another example of it. I'm not going to go crazy like the fans. I expected the fans to go crazy because fans is short for fanatics. You guys are fanatics about your teams and in certain and about certain players. I'm not going to I'm not going to go crazy over the move, but the move, I get the move. I, I get where the I get where the Texans were coming from. The Texans have to pay uh, their left tackle. The Texans have to pay Deshaun Watson, and they are in need desperately of picks. Okay, but okay, you trade the DeAndre Hopkins. You trade your best receiver. You trade um, arguably the ta- the most talented receiver in football, and then you know, obviously, certainly the the a top five receiver in football. You trade him away, but I look at what you traded him away for. You didn't get a first round pick. You didn't get a second round pick. You didn't, you you got, uh, you got outdated running back. I feel like you got a former pro bowl caliber running back who is he, who isn't as nearly as good and productive as he was two, three years ago. That's David Johnson. Now the, the the Texans was and they got they they filled their needs. 
Like, the Texans needed draft picks. They needed a running back. But I'm certain that they could have got more out of a deal. If you're going to trade away DeAndre Hopkins, at least get a good deal. I mean, you didn't get a first-round pick. You didn't get a second-round pick. You didn't get a third-round pick. You got a fourth-round pick. You got a fourth-round pick um, in exchange with David Johnson. So you got picks and you got a running back. But these are the, these are the type of moves where I look at Bill O'Brien funny. I look at Bill O'Brien funny. You you got you 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 move away from your guy. You move away from your guy DeAndre Hopkins, uh, an All Pro receiver to a former Pro Bowl running back who hasn't looked as good these last two years. He just hasn't. I I I, I can't understand it. Um, I and Texans fans, you know, like I said. Fans are sure for fanatics, so of course they're gonna go crazy, they're gonna go berserk. But this move, <coughs> I get it. Receiver is a strong position for you. For the, the, the receiver is a strong position for the Texans. But if you're gonna trade your best receiver away, get the most you can out of him. Get the most you can out of him. I don't think the Texans got all. I don't think they got all of they like all. That they could got that they could have gotten out of DeAndre Hopkins, and in terms of his value and what they could have actually got for him, I just don't. I don't think they. I don't think they did so. I don't. I don't think they did so. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to get. Um, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up what the what the Texans got. In exchange, what they got in exchange for DeAndre Hopkins, where, where I, I didn't like it. I didn't like what they got in stage. Yeah, they filled their holes. I got it. They filled their holes that they desperately needed, that they desperately wanted to get filled. They got them filled. They got them filled yesterday. Um... Yeah, I, I just don't I just don't like the move that the Texans make. Um, but they gotta build that O line around Deshaun Watson. I think they have to rebuild that defense, that especially the secondary. The secondary is god awful. But um it, it's god awful. But this is why I question Bill O'Brien and the future of the, the Texans, um, and what the futures hold for Deshaun Watson. You know, I think his playoff success is going to be limited. Uh, because I look at teams in the AFC such as Kansas City and Baltimore, you know, other, you know, and, and you know Pittsburgh and Tennessee. You look at teams of that caliber, and you're like, these. I mean, they're putting the right pieces around their quarterbacks to succeed. Um, even the Bills, the Bills now they realize, hey, we need a number one go to, we need a go to target. They have that. And I, you know, I just, I think that, I think the Texans, they're moving in an opposite direction, um, as far as trying to better their young quarterback and better the supporting cast around him. I think they're moving in the opposite direction. Now, I mentioned the Bills move um, just a second ago with uh, Stephon Diggs being traded to the Bills. Um, I we I we saw this we saw this coming. I saw this coming. Um, when I like yesterday when I had Leon, we talked about Stefan Diggs and the future of the what's all going on with the Vikings, 
And I and I told Lee, and I and I told you guys. I said, Mike Zimmer is a he's a coach that wants to run the football, and he wants to play good defense. He wants a good aggressive defense. And I said he's going to do whatever it takes to maintain his running back and those two pass rushers. And that is exactly what he's done. He has moved off of the step. He's moved off of Stephon Diggs and that contract. And he is, and it showed. It showed. He cares about running the football and, and and having those two pass rushers. He wants to have a great defense. That is what he is. Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy. He's a defensive wizard. That is what he is. And that's it. And I, hey, I, I told you guys. I said he is going to. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, he's going to make a move that that fits his personnel, his personnel and philosophy better. He's going to make that move that makes his his philosophy better. I've said that. I've said that on multiple occasions. Yesterday, uh, we, we we all know. I think we all were aware of the discomfort that Stephon Diggs had in Minnesota. Uh, you know, it was a great one-two tandem there with Thielen. We all know things didn't work out, and we know a big part of that has to do with Kirk Cousins' limitations. We all know that. We 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 know the story, and we know how the story goes, and how uh, it fared. But that 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 was a big move, and it's a big move on behalf of the Bills. The Bills, are, you know, they're they're showing much. They're showing some aggressiveness. Uh, the the in their division is wide open now. Uh, as of right now, the Bills are the best team in the NF in in the AFC East. They're the best team in the AFC East. Um, the defense is solid. The quarterback is like I said, young and raw. But you you put him in the right. You put him in. The, you know, surround him with the right pieces, like a Stephon Diggs, a guy that's really good at the receiver position. You, you you never know what you have with Josh Allen. He has a good arm. His mechanics a little out of whack at times, but Aaron Rodgers was too. A lot of players, a lot of um, great quarterbacks' mechanics were you know were had to be tweaked a little bit. But you can fix those problems. Um, so I I like the move for the Bills. I think this is a I think this is a good move for the Bills. Um, this is a good situation for their young quarterback and Josh Allen, and it furthers their chances. It betters their chances of actually winning the division and possibly and possibly making some noise in the playoffs. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but Buffalo, you know, they outplayed Houston for a good share of that part uh, of that playoff game. Uh, that wild card playoff game. They outplayed Houston for a good part of that game. They outplayed them for a good share of that game. So I, I, I would like to see where this Buffalo Bills team, uh, um, how they develop. I, I, I would really like to see that. I'm going to be really fascinated with that team, and that's going to be a good story to look into uh, as the season, you know, as we approach the season. Uh, that's going to be really good. That That's going to be some good time stuff, some big time stuff. I'll be back with more after the break.
Okay, so, you know, we got, like I said, it's a lot of news today. So it's a big news day. Uh, we already talked about, like, the quarterbacks that may have uh, been switching teams, going from team to team. But we got a lot of quarterbacks on the move. Uh, Carolina. So some big news out of Carolina with uh, two quarterbacks. Cam Newton, uh, he's going to get – he's seeking a trade. Uh, they, the Panthers are allowing him to seek a trade. Uh, now, Cam Newton has came out and said, hey, we that, – that, that was not a mutual agreement. Uh, basically, he's saying the Panthers forced him into seeking for a trade, and uh, they are um, – Changing the narrative around the story, um, and I, I I believe them because it, it seems like they're ready to move on with the recent signing of Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, now let me let me let me mention Teddy Bridgewater first. Uh, with, let me talk about Teddy Bridgewater. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he's a good, he's a solid quarterback. Um, I don't think we don't we don't talk about when he was healthy. We didn't talk about Teddy Bridgewater being a possible. Uh, um, like one of those top tier quarterbacks, because he's not. He's not really. Mo- he's not the most athletic. Doesn't have the most arm strength. Um, not the, not the big physical guy like your Carson Wentz, your Roethlisberger's of such. But he stands about what six two ish, and don't have really a big arm. But he's accurate. Doesn't turn him over the ball, and he had a winning record as a quarterback. Now with Carolina, with this Carolina roster, um. Uh, you know they got they, they have a new coach. I don't know. I don't know what direction Carolina is gonna. What 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 is their, what are their intentions? I don't understand their intentions. It's a few teams like this in the league where I just don't see the direction. I don't see the direction. I don't see the intentions. Uh, maybe I maybe uh, Bridgewater is a guy that he's um he's maybe he's that guy that they bring in for two three years. He starts. Until they find the next uh, option, I don't know. Maybe he's just a placeholder. But Bridgewater completed he 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 completed six yards with six yards per completion. So he's not gonna stretch the defense. He doesn't throw the ball over the top. He's not gonna make the big explosive plays. And yes, I know he won five. He went five and zero uh, in in place of Drew Brees last year, but. He had a he had a a great team around him with a great coach, um, with some nice offensive pieces, uh, such as Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and those guys. It helps when you have those guys. Now he's going to a situation in Carolina where it's all it's obviously not the same. Doesn't have the same talent. Uh, new newly new coach into the NFL, uh, and and, and Matt Rue. So. We 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 still have a lot to see, and it can it could like I can possibly see this thing turning out to be like one of those Nick Foles situation. Nick Foles went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville obviously is not the same caliber of a franchise or team uh, such as the Eagles, and they, they 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 Nick Foles failed. Nick Foles got benched. Nick Foles got hurt, uh, and the, the future like Nick Foles already he's destroyed there in Jacksonville. Um, I don't think it's going to go – I don't in Carolina and Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think it's going to go that bad. But Bridgewater, he's not hes not the ultimate talent. He, he doesn't have the ultimate uh, arm or uh, measurables or athleticism. And Carolina – it's not like Carolina has a good supporting cast. They do have 
Christian McCaffrey as their halfback, but he was their leading receiver and their leading rusher. So I just don't know how that fares with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. It didn't work because, you know, he, he, does, he you know, throws underneath a lot, but you still need some receivers um, and, you know, Carolina – they're, they're, you know, I'm not, they, they don't have those same weapons uh, as the Saints do um, on offense and on defense. They, Carolina, the second half of the year was very bad. It, was, it got really bad the second half of the year for Carolina. Um, now, with Cam Newton in that situation, uh, Cam, uh, I, I've been very critical of Cam Newton. I've been very critical of Cam Newton. Um, I questioned Cam Newton and his supporters uh, with, with through, through, throughout the media. Um, a super talented guy with great measurables. Uh, similar, well, no, opposite of Teddy Bridgewater. Great measurable guy, has tremendous arm talent. He can throw a good deep ball. But uh, his his mechanics has often been a problem and an issue. Uh, health has often been a problem and issue with now his body breaking down due to all of the hits and the contact uh, that he has uh, taken over these last uh, eight nine years of him playing in the NFL. Uh, that is that is wear and tear. That is just what happened happens even to a guy that's about six six. Uh, 250, that that happens to those guys. They withstand hits. And he's been able to withstand hits for the most part. But, like I said, wear and tear, eight, nine years in this league, it's a lot on your body. Um, now, I do believe, like I said, I believe Cam Newton. I believe that the, the Panthers forced him into seeking a trade and forced him into wanting out and didn't put that out to the media. We talked about news and rumors and how it works. Carolina definitely put that out there that they, 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 they you know, they, they're seeking a trade with Cam Newton. They definitely put that out there. No doubt about it. Uh, Cam Newton, they, they obviously uh, want, I, I saw that from, you know, when they had Kyle Allen and going into the offseason, I kind of figured that they were going to move off from um, Cam Newton and go in another direction at the quarterback position, whether it be with Kyle Allen or Teddy Bridgewater or a free agent quarterback or another free agent quarterback, excuse me, um, or a, a quarterback that they had drafted in the first round. That's the, that is what I thought that they were going to, uh, that's the move that I thought they were going to make, and they made it, but now they're, you know, according to Cam Newton, uh, via Instagram, he is saying that they are changing the narrative, uh, and they forced him into seeking a trade, and I agree. Landing spots for Cam Newton. Um, landing spots for Cam Newton. Now, I know a lot of, I know, I know some Chicago, I know some Bears fans, and I know some Bears fans have already hit me up. Uh, when I did, when I delivered this news, um, when I broke this news uh, last night about Cam, I think yeah, it was last night about Cam Newton, um, or even no, this morning. When I broke this news this morning about Cam Newton and, and him and uh, you know, the Panthers seeking a trade for him, uh, some Chicago Bears fan hit me up was like, "We need a quarterback," and it's funny because. The Bears fans see that Mitch Trubisky is clearly not the answer, and he clearly has some 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 big time limitations. But uh, the organization, you know, they they just don't see such. They don't see they ha they don't see that they have to move on from the quarterback position. 
But I would like to see Cam in that Chicago offense. Uh, he's a little bit more talented of a thrower of the football than Mitch Trubisky. Um, with how creative Matt Nagy is offensively, I would like to see that pairing of Matt Nagy and Cam Newton in Chicago with that defense. Because the defense, it's already stellar. They already they they added a pass rusher uh, uh, earlier today with signing Robert Quinn. So Chicago would be an ideal. I think for me, that would be an ideal spot for Cam Newton. Um, and it remains in the NFC. He has a creative offensive coach uh, that can that can utilize his abilities and his talents. I think the best, um, you know. Now, as far as weapons, some people would say the Chargers, but I think Brady is going to the Chargers. So I think that would ha- probably have to leave the Bears um, in search in need of a quarterback. I, if I'm the Bears, we all know that the Bears, Mitch Trubisky is not going to be the guy. We all know that he's not the answer. We we all know this, um, but the Bears, you know, they they remain they remain to uh, they remain content with you know the limitations of Mitch Trubisky, even if it cost them a year or two of then realizing that he is not the the, the quarterback um, of the future. Uh, but that Carolina situation, uh, I'm not gonna say it's a bad situation, but it's funny because. I don't see a clear-cut direction. I don't see, um, like, with the Teddy Bridgewater thing, I think two, three years, yes, he can be your starter. But, you, you mean, he's not going to be the guy that propels you. Or the Panthers are not, their roster is not in the position to even compete for an NFC South crown. Not, you know, not to mention the NFC championship or NFC contention was Super Bowl contention. So I'm just, I'm a little lost in dairy um, of the Panthers' direction for the next, for the foreseeable future, of course. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just a little, I'm a little lost. Maybe they, you know, draft well this upcoming draft. Maybe they, maybe they get some good picks. Get some, fill them, fill, fill some holes in that, you know, in that defense and fill some holes um, at, the, at the receiver position. I don't know. But um, I'm a little, I'm just a little eerie of the direction that they are headed into. Um, now we have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna address, I'm gonna address the Cowboys. I'm gonna address the Cowboys. Um, and lastly, the Colts. Let's get into the Colts. Now the Colts. I'm surprised that they are not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm surprised. I'm not gonna say I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm surprised. What I'm going to say is, so I think the Colts made some um, interesting moves, and I think they have more interesting moves coming up. Um, so the Colts, they were able to uh, acquire and trade for Eric Armstead, uh, um, a defensive end, a defensive tackle for the uh, 49ers. Uh, he was a really good player last year, pro bowler. Uh, he was a really good player last year. He really, you know, that front set, that front four uh, the Niners was uh, pretty dominant. It was pretty dominant, and we all knew that Eric Armstead was up for contract. Uh, initially, they had they they had the deal done, but then you know, 49ers traded away Eric Armstead. Um, I I, I like the acquisition for the Colts. I like the I, I really like the acquisition for the Colts. It's a really good it's a really good pickup for the Colts. I really like. Um, I like I like the direction that the Colts are going in. 
I, I like the direction that the Colts are going in. Now, you would think with uh, Frank Wright, you know, pretty, I think he's a pretty good coach. Uh, the offensive philosophy that they have in place, uh, the good O-line that they the, – the, the, I mean, the really good and young O-line that they have in place – uh, along with the offensive weapons that they have and a pretty solid defense for the most part, you would think, why, why, why isn't Tom Brady uh, looking into the Colts? And that's pretty interesting as well. I would like to see that. But the Colts are looking to make a move with Phillip Rivers. That is what I'm getting. They are uh, Phillip Rivers and the Colts are nearing a deal where Phillip Rivers will be in Indianapolis. That would be another quarterback changing to a new team. Um, and he's a veteran, so big time news, big time discussion. It is, uh, it, it's all going down, and I'm keep, I'm keep, I'm gonna keep you guys posted. Now, the Cowboys made some interesting signings as well. Uh, the Cowboys agreed to a deal with Blake Jarwin, the tight end, and then most notably, the Cowboys inked a deal. With uh, Amari Cooper, five-year, hundred million dollar deal with Amari Cooper. Uh, so, you know, we we've seen this trend for the last year now, where the Cowboys have paid everybody else early, or they have paid and gave and given guys uh, contracts, long-term contracts. They've given Jalen Smith, Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Amari Cooper, you know, they missed out on Byron Jones, but we kind of figured that they wouldn't have enough cap to um, retain Byron Jones. But that got franchise tag. That got franchise tag. We talked about this a little bit. I told you guys what I think. But I, to- I also told you guys during the season that two games was really going to be the tale of the story or the tale of the tape when it comes to um when it comes to this deal with Dak and the Cowboys. Bad, my bad. I meant to say the Forrest Buckner was traded to the Colts instead of Eric Armstead. My bad. The Forrest Buckner was traded to the Colts. Um he was a, a big time addition for the Colts. Big time addition that they acquired from the 49ers and they got him a long term deal. Now mind you, those two games that I'm referring to is the Eagles game, uh, the, the second Eagles game, and the Patriots game. And in both games, Dak went into that those games with the better weapons. He went into the Patriots game with the better running back, the better receivers, the better line. He went into the game with advantages. Uh, then he goes into Philly. With advantages, let me not. That's not. That's that's. Let's not get into the advantages that he had over those two teams, especially offensively. In against Philly, he had the he had the the, the better running back, the better receivers, the better old line. He had advantages, and in eight quarters, that came up with a whopping zero touchdown drives, zero touchdowns in eight quarters in those two games. In those two games. If they win, if the Cowboys win those two games, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. If they win that Eagles game, they're in the playoffs. And it did not happen. Dak, you know, you got to just ask. When it, with things like this, ask simple questions. Ask simple questions. Ask them. Just ask simple questions. 
is it t- today. Today, as we sit here and speak and talk, is Dak Prescott an elite quarterback? And I'm a Dak fan. I, I like Dak. I- I- I've been one of Dak's. Uh, I've been one of Dak's supporters. But let's be honest. Is today is Dak an elite quarterback? No, he's not an elite quarterback. When we talk about elite quarterbacks, we mention guys like Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. We mention those those type of guys, Drew Brees. We mention those guys when we say elite. Is Dak a top 10 quarterback? Mm, most people would say no. Is Dak top 15? Yeah, he's in that range. Is Dak, you know, arm strength? Is it elite? No. Is Dak size? Is it elite? No. Is Dak accuracy? Is it elite? No. Is Dak's um is Dak's arm? You know, did I mention his arm? No, it's not elite. You know, is is Dak? You know, he has the his intangibles, his intangibles, like how the way he leads and carries the team, what he says. His intangibles are awesome. They're great. I like them. I like them for him. But the actual arm strength, you know. Mobility, athleticism, size, measurables, all that good stuff. He's not elite in. He's not elite in accuracy. Not elite. He's okay, or he's yeah, he's good. He's he's a little athletic. He's athletic, but he's not a spectacular athletic. He's not pop off your TV screen athletic. Does he have arm strength like uh, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes? Does he have arm talent like those guys? No. So we're, we're, we're asking all these questions, and we end up with either no or no, he's not elite. Um, so I think $33 million for a, a, for a guy like this, $33 million, $105 million guaranteed, you can't beat it. I don't think you can beat this type of deal. You can't beat it. And it's not, you know, some people probably, you know, worry about the deal, but I wouldn't worry about the deal. A deal like this, I wouldn't worry about a deal like this because at the end of the day, the salary cap gets bigger. That 33 will turn into 30. Uh, that Yeah, that 30 million next year will probably be, it would it would have looked like more like 30 million and you will probably still be very flexible within the cap. That, that and that is what that is what I'm saying. That is that that is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and with 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 with, with Dak, you, you ask these questions. Just ask simple questions. Is he worth it? Is he worth it? I know you you guys tell me about his rookie year. Okay, he had a great rookie year. He had a great rookie season. That was four years ago. Four years ago, I was start. I was. Just getting high school. I was a freshman in high school. Four years ago, Obama was in office. Four years ago, like, so much has changed and happened in four years. So please stop reminding me about the the rookie season that he had. Because I'm aware he had a good rookie season. I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm much aware that he had a good rookie season. Stop telling me that, though. That was four years ago. Okay, he he out he out you know he outplayed his his draft position his draft pick he out he outplayed that so did Russell Wilson but you know the difference you know the difference between Russell Wilson and Dak Russell Wilson has been asked to carry 
a franchise on his back for the last three, four years. He's been asked to carry the Seattle Seahawks to the playoffs with no running game, with very little uh, offensive line, with subpar uh, receivers, undrafted guys. And Russell Wilson has not had a a losing season. Russell Wilson has won 10 games or more in every single season of his career. Dak, these last few years, he's been eight. He's been an eight and eight quarterback. You know, he's been an eight and eight quarterback these last few years. And yeah, he has a playoff win, but Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl win. So that is the mere difference of uh, of Dak and Russell Wilson. So when people say, "Oh, Dak outplayed his contract and Dak outplayed his draft position," so did Russell Wilson. You telling me Dak is Russell Wilson? Dak is nowhere near the Russell Wilson. Dak, Russell Wilson is probably the second best quarterback in football. So he's nowhere near that. So stop telling me, oh, Dak had a great rookie year, or Dak outplayed his position, or Dak earned it. Please stop. It's not a, it's not a, it's, no, 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 no. You got to earn the money. You got to earn the money. You got to, you, you know, you got you to gotta be able to carry franchises. You want that type of money? You got to be elite. The, the money that Dak is asking for, you got to be elite to ask for that type of money. You have to be elite to get that type of money. And he's not worth that type of money. So, you know, I, I think, the, you know, the deal, you know, it's a franchise tag. And they can still work out a deal until July. They can still work out a deal until July. But I don't. the way how this thing is going and the way how this thing has, has just panned out for the last, for the last several months, I, I, I very seriously doubt that a deal would get done. Um, now that Amari Cooper has been paid and other guys are starting to get paid as well, and that's the cap, and you know it's a hard cap league. I, I don't, I, I don't think that gets that long term deal that he's looking for, and it's too bad because, like I said, like I said yesterday, I don't, I don't root for the players. I don't root for the teams. I root for both sides. I, 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 I root that that I root for that get his contract, get his money. Bow. I, I root that the Cowboys come out on the right side and they come out of that deal like okay we we paid Dak a little bit but we we didn't overpay for him that's how I want franchises to feel and that's how I want players to feel that they got the penny the dollar that they were worth um breaking news two two breaking news one we already saw coming um Phillip Rivers you know agreed Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts agreed to a one year 25 million dollar deal uh, we already talked about the Colts previously, um, or you know, just the segment before um, I got on the Cowboys. We talked about the Colts and who they were targeting. Well, they Philip Rivers got a deal done with the Colts, and now four players for the Brooklyn Nets have tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, four players for the Brooklyn Nets have tested positive for the coronavirus. Those four players remain unknown. Uh, sources, Roy Janowski, Adrian Roy Janowski, does a good job with breaking this NBA news. But four players of the Brooklyn Nets was tested positive for the coronavirus. Those four players are unknown. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, this is episode 101. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening in. Uh, keep clicking. You guys are doing a great job at that. It means a lot to me. Uh, adios amigos, whatever they say to make an exit, that's what I'm saying. Peace, deuces. 
a lot of great stuff going on in the NFL. Um, hopefully, you know, this coronavirus, everybody stays safe. Quarantine, quarantine, wash your hands, stay sanitized, clean, cleansiness. Let's keep up with it. Um, I'd be gone. I'd be out. See you guys. Thank you.